rest. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to share some observations from these passages that we've just read and also look at Hebrews and what Hebrews says about rest. The first observation is, come to me and I will give you rest. This is a promise that Jesus gives us. He says, there will be a transaction between you and me if you will truly come to me. I will give you rest. What does come to me actually mean? What does it mean from Jesus' perspective? And how do we come to him in a way that we receive what he has on offer? We must come to know him intimately and his ways, the way he does things and the way he operates as then we will find rest. You will find rest because you will have found more of me. God isn't a liar and he will perform on his word and in his timing. The Bible says we are to pursue love and desire gifts. Unfortunately, many people today in the body desire love and pursue gifts. Gifts is number one and love is number two, but that's not what the Bible teaches us. The more intimate we are with Christ, meaning the more of the true knowledge we carry, the more he reveals who he is and his ways, the more we are able to live like him, the more alive we become on the inside and live from the Sabbath rest. This is an active pursuit of God because God is love. So when Corinthians said we are to actively pursue love, we are to actively pursue God, the Father, and everything that is contained in the Son. What did God or Jesus say the greatest commandment is? Mark 12, 28. Love God and others with everything we are, not ourselves. The word love is agapeho, which means to totally give oneself to another, binding of one to something or someone. Question for us. Do we love God like this? Come to me like this and you will find rest. What is rest? Rest is a state of being that is discovered in Christ. Rest has a name. Just like being still and doing nothing are completely different, so are resting and sleeping. Hebrews 3, 18 to 19 says this, And to whom did he swear? that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient. So we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. Hebrews 4, 1-3, the believer's rest. Therefore, let us fear, if while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also but the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. 
the Israelites didn't enter God's rest or the promised land because of unbelief. They didn't apply trust and faith to what they were hearing. Hence, they didn't enter what Christ had created. God created the Sabbath day for rest. And Jesus said, I am Lord of the Sabbath. He becomes our rest. He is Lord of the rest. He is our rest. Our rest is found in him. Everything is found in him. As I've said, he is the rest. That's why he says, come to me. He didn't say do a whole lot of things for me, but seek me and you will find rest. Jesus came to fulfill the law and bring the Sabbath rest into the earth and into us as a brand new dimension. Those who are weary and heavy laden are to come to Christ. How do we get heavy laden and weary? We are carrying loads that we are not meant to carry. We are running in lanes that we are not meant to run in. We are carrying burdens that we are not graced to carry. We can be in positions and roles that we are not graced to be in. We are doing these things in our own strength and willpower, maybe with good intentions, but not graced by God. And we cannot operate this for any length of time before we start to malfunction and break down. This, unfortunately, is very present in the body of Christ today, especially with leaders. We create idols, golden calves, when we don't enter into his rest. Exodus 32, 1-10. And we create these things in his name, thinking they are of him. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. We must understand and know what it is to learn from Christ and Christ's operating system, which is revelation. No longer man trying to educate himself through the intellect, but man being shown and revealed things in God by the Spirit. This is how we learn. God's yoke is his truth, and God says his truth will set us free. It says also it will make us free, John 8, 31-32. If we continue in his word, we will be set free and made free. This is present text, meaning we are to be made free and being set free. His yoke is easy. Not easy if you are not dead to yourself. You see, the thing is, we can do the right thing, but not be free. We find rest in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions, our communication center. Jesus goes on and says, I am gentle and humble in heart. Are we gentle and humble in heart? We will struggle to receive Christ's truth, this rest upon us if we are proud of heart, which will keep us out of this rest. It's a humble heart that allows God's truth to define it. It's soil that is fertile and able to receive this kingdom seed. Mark 4, 26 to 29. It's easier to have a relationship with a set of rules than it is to have a relationship with Christ and enter into this rest. To have a relationship with Christ requires faith, but to have a relationship with a list of rules requires you to just keep the standard, motivated by having to do the right thing. Obedience is motivated by two motives, self-interest or love. Why we obey is just as important than if we obey. The why is the first place though. Life sits behind the why. 
There is a burden to carry. Jesus' burden is light. It's not a huge weight carried around one's neck. If it is not light, then we have something wrong. God's not the problem. We are. We are holding on too tight if this is the case. We are maybe laying hold of things that he and only he is to lay hold of. The more we come to him, the more we will share his heart with us and the more we will have and carry his heart. This isn't to weigh us down because he is the builder of the church, not me or us. We must allow him to define the commission. Otherwise, the commission of go into the world and make disciples will be a massive burden that we try to accomplish in our own strength and thinking. This is what creates massive burdens for people and they carry these loads in his name, thinking it is of him, but it is of self. We must be prepared to let go and let God define what it is to enter into his rest and to live from his rest. Only then can we truly be still and know that he is God. The Bible is very clear that we are to diligently seek out this rest and do everything we can to enter into this rest. Hebrews 4 goes on to say these words in verse 4. For he has said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience, he again fixes a certain day, today, saying through David after so long a time, just as he said before, Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works, as God did from his. Therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest, so that no one will fall through following the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This is an amazing passage of scripture. And verse 10 is the key. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. We must enter into his rest and allow God to define the works that we do. If we are defining the works that we do, then we are going to burn out. We will be no different to the warning Jesus gave in Matthew 10, 39, when he said we must lose our life for his sake, not our own sake, thinking we are losing it for his sake. We must be diligent to enter that rest that is found in the Son, Jesus Christ, so that we don't fall through the same disobedience as our fellow Israelites did. The word of God is the thing that brings us into this rest because Hebrews 4.12 is positioned rightly smack bang in the middle of what this rest is all about. It's the word of God that reveals, shapes, challenges, pierces, and propels us into this rest. And it gives us, as we have said, rest for our mind 
our will and emotions. Joshua spoke of another day, even though he led the people into the promised land. And this other day is today. It's found in the Christ. We can be part of signs and wonders. We can see miracles happen and still not enter into the rest of God. And I encourage you, if you do not know what this rest is in Christ, this act of rest, this posture of being, this nature and a way of living, then seek with all your heart until you enter into it. It is behind the veil. And I encourage you to seek it today because today is the day of salvation.